Welcome to the Impact Investing Podcast from Circa 5000. I'm Matt Latham. And I'm Tommy Gillicuddy. Remember, nothing in this podcast is financial advice, and when investing, your capital is at risk. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. We're back with another episode of the Impact Investing Podcast, episode 49, Tom, mm. nearly at the half century. Um, this week, we are going to be doing a mid-year review of our predictions. Of ourselves. <laughs> Um, So back at the start of the year, we made some predictions. Um, We did a little update on markets and inflation and things a few weeks ago, but we're now going to go back through those predictions, um, the more accurate ones that I made and the less (laughs) accurate ones that were Tom's, um, and see whether we're on track to um, put ourselves down as oracles for 2023. Um, But first, Tom, a little bit of... Admin Corner, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some the news from last week. Yes, Admin Corner. Um, so please send us your questions at podcast at circa5000.com. Um, like and subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Share with your friends. Watch the videos on YouTube. Chart news this week. It feels like this is a big one. A big, a big week. Once again, for a fleeting moment, <laughs> back into the charts of our home nation, Great Britain. Thank you. Cheers, Rural cheers, mum. She listened to the last one hundred times. Um, also, hola from Spain. We're very, in the Spanish chat this week. Dos cervezas, por favor. Very impressive. <laughs> there we go. That's it. That's it. That, that, we're, so we're out of Estonia and Taiwan. Into Great Britain and Spain. We're all over the world for fleeting moments, like flitting around the world, different country, different country. So there you go. anyway, so. Um, Last week, we recorded the pod just before the Circa 5000 ETF launch, which was uh, on the Wednesday. Um, And this week, we're recording now post the launch. So we went to um, the London Stock Exchange. The five Circa 5000 ETFs are now live um, and available through a good stockbroker near you. Um, (laughs) But the, I mean... That's been a, a huge process for yeah. us, um, and it's great to see those finally come to fruition. Um, good to say that the launch was a success, yes. and um, there is funds flowing into those funds right now as mm. we speak. But um, Tom, just where would where would people go to sort of find out more and and sort of look yeah. at perhaps buying into them if they so wish? Yeah. So if, if you go to our website, circuitavon.com, um, in the and there's there's um there's two sections to the website um on the top right hand corner if you toggle to professional investor if you are a professional investor or you just want to know more about the funds that contains a lot of information about the methodology um the holdings the impact all the background information on the fact sheets the brochures etc that's where the in-depth information is um and so i would direct you to our website and to that section um to learn everything you may ever want to learn about the funds and then a second big announcement that we did last week um was that we are returning to Crowdcube mm-hmm. for a crowdfunding round. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk a bit about that. Um, but crowdfunding is something that we've done twice before. Yeah. Um, once, was it just as we launched? Right at the, the beginning, just, yeah. Just as we launched the app, we did a crowdfunding round. Um, and then towards the end of 2021, we did mm-hmm. a, another uh, crowdfunding round. So, um, Tom, it's worth just sort of, reminding people what crowdfunding is? Yeah, so it, you know, it's basically raising uh, investment for a company um, via uh, individual 
uh, investors. Um, this is part of a, a a bigger round of funding that we that we're doing um, with some of our existing investors. But it's always been important for us to kind of open our uh, any investment opportunities up to the crowd from a financial inclusion perspective. It's very important to us as a business that that believes in those things. Um, and the last time we were on the crowd, roughly 18, 18 months ago, maybe slightly less one of the big milestones we were hoping to achieve with the money that we raised was to go and build our own ETFs. Um, yeah. And we spent the last you know, 18 months uh, doing that. And so we think it's a, it's a natural moment having achieved that milestone to go back on the crowd and open up investment once again. Yeah, and, and Crowdcube is a platform that allows people to sort of, uh, individuals to go and access investments into private businesses like Circa 5000, uh, become a shareholder of the mm. business. So it's different yeah. from investing in stocks and shares. It's different from investing in our funds, but it means that you would be a shareholder of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as we say, you know, it, it's important that for us that we share that with um, our, our customers and our community that they can participate in the next phase of our growth as a business um, now that we've launched the ETFs. Mm-hmm. So, um, that is available on crowdcube.com. And also you can find out more about that again via circa5000.com. There's a link to the crowdfunding information there. The campaign is not live yet. It's yep. in the pre-registration phase, so you can register some interest. Um, the campaign will go live um, around the 22nd of this month, sometime around there. Yep. Um, so that's admin and news out the way. Admin Tom. and news. Let's, um, should we get into it? So, yeah. So we, we split these... Um, predictions into sort of financial predictions, general economic predictions, and some impact investing yep. sort of related predictions. And, so, um, and some random ones. And some some miscellaneous, shall we say? Yeah. Well, the, 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 the top, what we started with last time was the consensus view. And we'll, cons- we'll have a little review of what, what the consensus view is, is doing. And then we split ours into three, which was finance investing, impact related, and then uh, my favourite, the other random bucket. Yeah, and I think we did the consensus view last time because it had been shown that effectively <laughs> partway through 2022, around March time, yeah. the consensus view got firmly thrown out the window yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine. And then obviously everything changed on that yep. day. So um, the consensus view, number one. Yeah. I'll read it out and then maybe we'll do a... a chart. So... Um, the consensus view was that inflation will remain high and remain elevated, but will start to recede. Mm-hmm. And I'll just point out that inflation had already started to recede mm. towards the very end of last year yeah. in the, some of the developed economies. So this wasn't really a far out prediction, no. but sort of true, Tom? It's sort of true, yeah. I think most most developed economies are now seeing inflation drop significantly, apart from apart from the UK, where we discussed in the, in the last episode. So US inflation now at 4.9%, EU 6%, UK about 10%. The target's 2%, so we're still not in a satisfactory position. But it's it's coming down from the from the big heights. I mean, the UK was, what, 12%? So the US and, and the EU has dropped significantly. It's yeah. starting to kind of wash through. And slowly. I think the most important thing to think about on this is that when you see inflation move from 10% to 6%, or 5%, that doesn't mean that prices are coming down. No. It just means that they're continuing to go up, but not as fast as they were. Yeah. So, you know, if you said to, if, I, if it, you know, if you said something, the price of something is continuing to rise 6% year on year. Yeah. Still, still sounds like they're going up fairly quick. So, um, you know, as you say, Tom, inflation should be around 2%. That's what most central banks target, some level around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still way above that, but signs, especially in the US and, and EU, that 
yeah. starting to come down. And then connected to that was the predictions around central banks. Um, they'll continue to do what they can to combat inflation whilst not harming growth. Yeah, and that the rate rises will slow. So we've and we've seen that. So yeah. we've seen we've seen the first part of that anyway, which is central banks are keeping their foot down firmly on the interest rate rises. Um, Bank of England have, have risen from you know the, we started the year with a base rate of three and a half percent. It's now at four and a half percent. The latest inflation figures being higher than most people thought means that there's now predictions that that may go north of five, even five and a half percent before it starts to level off. Um, in the US and EU, so uh, main interest rate in the US has gone from 4.5 to 5.25, mm. and in and uh, the ECB's main rate has gone from 2.75 to 3.75. So we've seen that pattern of, of interest rates continue. Um, no sign yet of it, of it stopping, yeah. but I think we're closer to that point in the US and EU than yeah. we are in the UK. And then the big question... For, for markets and for everyone and for people's mortgages and all the rest of it is once we reach what we call the terminal interest rate, mm. i.e. The, the highest point of interest rates, is how long does it stay there and when does it start to come down? Yeah. That's still a sort of relatively unknown at this point yeah. and it will depend on how sticky this last remaining bit of inflation is in those two yeah. major economies. And then connected to that, I mean, what, what, what kicked a lot of this off from an inflationary perspective was the Ukraine-Russia situation. And so the, the, the consensus view was that Ukraine-Russia will still impact markets, but less so in 2022. Yeah. I'd probably say that's probably true. I mean, a lot of those inflation numbers are still, they're still, they're still feeding into that, yeah. but they're kind of coming off a little bit. And so whilst the Ukraine-Russia situation is far from resolved, its impacts on markets um, are, you know, starting to wash through as people understand it and, and adapt and you know, find other ways around the issue from an economic perspective yeah. in terms of supply chains, in terms of oil, et cetera. I think what you have to do with this is is separate it out from a from a sort of political humanitarian yeah. issue. And then if you're looking at this purely through an economic lens, is you'd say that short of a massive escalation, which, you know, I think everyone is trying to yeah. avoid in terms of, you know, all out nuclear conflict or something like that, then a lot of what is going on is already priced in. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of what's actually happened, the effect that that has on supply chains and markets, it's sort of a priced in. Yeah. There's been no material change from an economic point of view. Obviously, it still continues on, um, you know, well over a year in yeah. now and uh, no no real end in sight. No real end in sight, yeah. Um, another big uh, headwind potentially was China's slower growth. Um, consensus was that it would continue to be a headwind, but the economy was expected to gradually reopen following their zero zero COVID approach, kind of unwinding, and that could help markets. Um, and China's performed well so far this year. I mean, the Q1 number for GDP growth was 4.5%, which was ahead of uh, consensus expectations. So doing better perhaps than people thought, which is helping the overall growth picture. Yeah, and I think worth remembering that China was sort of in a lockdown period for longer than yeah. everywhere else, really, and that, you know, there was a lot of pent-up waiting for the reopening of China. Yeah. I think that GDP number would suggest that that economy is now Open. back. Roaring. <laughs> back in Problem action. Solved. Um, so, um, yeah, so, and then the other major consensus things were the UK and European economies are likely to slip into recession. This was a prediction at the start of the year. But that the US and broader global economy should avoid recession. Mm. Um, and then I think uh, we'll see that we'll, we'll hit the bottom in the first half of, half of the year, and the mm. second half of the year will start the road for recovery with the global economy 
and central bank policies pivoting to be more growth orientated. So, yeah. I mean, I think what we've seen seen there is basically from a GDP point of view, uh, UK has been relatively flat. Yeah. Um, we've avoided the recession. I think the same is true in Euro mm-hmm. area, Tom. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. So we've, we've kind of just avoided the worst, I think. And if you look at, you know, one of our later predictions of our own individual predictions was double digit economic stock market growth in the second half of next year. Sorry, this year, but we've seen it in the first half so far. Um, and so it seems like the S&P is up 12.5% year to date. The Euro stocks 50 is up 11% year to date. The stock market's doing better earlier than yeah. perhaps we thought and people thought. Once again, the UK. Stagnating. The FTSE 100 has grown a whopping 0.1%. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, I think you're seeing a couple of things happen at the same time as you're seeing some some economic uh, resilience mm. despite interest rates um, going high, and then you've seen some stock market performance which perhaps wasn't expected. Yeah, but stock market is normally forward looking. Forward looking, yeah. isn't it? So the, fo- the stock market going up now probably is predicting that things will get better. But also, what you've seen there is that. I mean, the SP 500 is now in bull territory. It's 20% yeah. above where it was on its on the trough, the, yeah. peak, the bottom of the trough. So that, a bull market is defined as from the, the low point to where you are, or yeah. type of, is it is it 20% or more? The US market is actually in bull market territory now. Um, and what we discussed a couple of weeks ago is that that growth is being led by the tech titans, the, yeah. the big tech names. One is a is a is a sort of um, is the AI boom, mm. if you like, dragging stocks like NVIDIA, NVIDIA up. NVIDIA, now but a trillion-dollar company. I also wonder if there's just an element of like a slight flight to quality, flight to safety within yeah. that, as in, you know, if you're looking for somewhere to put, allocate money, is it is do you allocate to the, to the you know, the multi-trillion-dollar mega-cap big tech companies in yeah. the US? Maybe there's an element of that, and I don't know, but... yeah. Apple now at two point eight five trillion following the announcement of the Wasp goggles <laughs> last week. That we're all excited to try. So you know, can't wait to wear them all the time. Yeah. Just as long as you pick a film that's less than two hours long, because that's how long the battery lasts. <laughs> Perfect for watching TikTok in massive screen. Um, so on to our predictions. Tom. On to our predictions. So the first one I'm not sure we can even really do an update on it now because it yeah, was conveniently. In, conveniently, investments into nuclear fusion technology will hit four uh, hit four point four four point eight billion in 2022, up 139 percent from 2021, and with the latest breakthrough, which we've heard nothing about since the breakthrough, this le- this could treble to uh, a 15 billion in 2023. So I mean, it, I think we'll only get those numbers at the end of the year, in which we'll review them and see how wrong they are. So you're hoping for a big uptick in nuclear (laughs) in the next six months? There's been nothing. Nothing talked about nuclear. There's been too much AI content going. So Second prediction, I mean, luckily for us, it has no clear numbers around it. No way to judge it at all. (laughs) Just pure opinion. But it was, it will mark, 2023 will mark a turning point about, around the return of proper investments. So uh, proper risk management, governance, diversification yeah. and things like trading single line stocks, meme stocks, crypto, all of that will sort of fade off into obscurity. It does seem broadly on track. That. I mean, we're marking our own homework, but I would say that's that true. that seems to have happened. 100% guaranteed. You don't really hear much about meme stocks anymore. You don't yeah. really hear much about, um, you know, obscure crypto coins. You don't really hear much about NFTs, this type of thing. Mm. There doesn't seem to be the same amount of cash flowing around in these sort of like retail trader type 
areas. Um, I'd say, I'd say halfway mark. Give ourselves a tick on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. The third one on this was uh, second half of 2023. We'll deliver double digit positive returns for the global stock market. So we're I suppose wrong on that. Well, we, we still might be right on that, but we've already had it in the first half as well. Yeah, but this says we second did, half. This says second half. So we can't wait. We, we might get it. We, it's too early to judge. You can't say we've already had it because it specifically says second in the half. second half. Yeah. But this, I mean, should have, should have said, reworded it. The reason you said second half there, Tom, was because you thought that the first um, half would be bad. That the first Very half bad. might be stagnated. Yeah. Which, if you're looking at the UK market, true. If you're looking at other places, not necessarily. I was referring true, to the so. UK market there. Obviously, yeah. Um, right. The impact. Uh, predictions. First one, probably not able to judge this either yet. Renewables to become the largest source of electricity generation globally, surpassing coal for the first time. So nu- with nuclear included, it's currently 37% from last year. Without, it's 26%. Coal on its own is 36%. So we're hopeful. We're hopeful. But we won't be able to make a determination on that until uh, later in the year. The, the, the next impact one was one from, from me, I think, um, which was I predicted that a CEO most likely in the US would lose their job over being too supportive of ESG. Um, there will be a divergence of growth in impact and growth in people disregarding ESG. So, so twofold prediction. One was mm. that because of the anti-ESG movement in the US, I thought that a listed CEO of a listed business would fall on their sword or be forced out for being too woke Um, and that basically the ESG movement would split in two to people who are disregarding ESG because it isn't good enough Mm. and people who are disregarding ESG because they think it's um, woke capitalism. I have scoured the internet, Tom. (laughs) I bet you have. And I cannot find one example of a CEO losing their job over this. You have to step down. I think... Just to prove your own point, right? (laughs) I will wait till the end of the You'll year. Do anything to be right. Um, um, so I'm going to have to start some sort of Twitter bot scheme against some select like CEOs to try do. and force them out. Um, um, just so my and the next one was connected, wasn't it? The term ESG will fall away and be replaced by impact. Well, given that we mention it in every single pod, we're not really yeah, doing much for our doing a disservice to our own predictions. There, it's not falling away. So, as the impact investing pod, I would say that we've. We failed on all three of those impact predictions. The yeah. finance and investing ones, we we kind of half too okay. early to tell. And the general consensus views are sort of winning mm. out at the moment. Mm. Um, and I think that I think the point on that is, is there's been no big event that has changed the sort of economic political landscape no. globally that has meant that those mega predictions would need to be revisited yes. at this point. Yep. That last year that happened by sort of the end of February. Yeah. So you know there's still six months of the year left. It could still happen, but so far all of the things that were true at the start of the year that formed those predictions are still largely true now. So yeah. that's where we go. Now we go into your favourite The topic. other random bucket. Yeah. General election in the UK by the end of 2023. I mean, it's not happened yet. It's probably not going to happen, I would say. Well... It feels like. But not by the end of this year, I wouldn't say. Uh, there's been a lot of news the past week, hasn't there, the Boris stuff? If you just said a week ago, you said this is miles off. Yeah, but there might you, be more now. You know, if you go from this week now where... You know, huge political figures like Nadine Dorries of triggered <laughs> one of our heroes <laughs> triggered a by-election. Um, my mum reads her books. <laughs> That's actually true. I didn't know she could write a book. Yeah, no. um, the, but, uh, but my mum can't read. So. <laughs> but you know, you would say that those three by-elections could cause some trouble. There doesn't seem to be a big major departure outside of that, but I would say that's gone from a very, very yeah. unlikely to maybe an unlikely. unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's still unlikely. Connected. Brexit reversal, perhaps. This was all going to happen in 2023. Yeah. 
I think there's a lot. I mean, obviously the the opposition, the headline is that they're not going to try and you know reverse Brexit, but it that's got gained even more steam. I would say since we made the prediction, the, the FT, the Economist, you know, all the financial related data, economic related data is pointing in one direction. And if you believe any of the polls that are, that are asking people if they want to reverse it or go back in, it's overwhelmingly in favour of 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 reversing it. Now, I'm not saying we're probably not going to be able to have another referendum, etc. But I think it sets the scene for if. Labour do get in next year, there's a serious conversation to be had about something. I don't think it'll ever be framed as a rip up Brexit and no. start again. I think what it'll be framed as is, look, we all accept that there's problems created by it. Yeah. And I think, you know, even people like Nigel Farage are saying that. So, Disaster, he said, so yeah. you know, I think, I think there's an acceptance that it's not happened, whether you voted for or against, it's not happened in a way that's worked. No. That's just a sort of broad acceptance. No one's acceptance. happy, even the people who left. It's a broad acceptance now. So I think, I think you know, if you've got something like a big Labour majority mm. in, you might find, especially if they had to, or if they had to go in a coalition with the Lib Dems, yeah. I think what you'd find is it would be framed as we're going to sort the problems of Brexit out. From an economic perspective. And it will be something, yeah. you know, that will mean some sort of arrangement, yeah. some sort of... Really good. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever say a... And we're back in. And we're back in. It's never going to be that. No. Um... um Next one is Binance will go bankrupt and also be deemed a fraud. I think this is getting some actual reasonable steam now. So the US regulator, the SEC, has accused Binance and the CEO of mishandling customer funds, misleading investors and regulators and breaking securities rules. So Binance is, just a reminder, Binance is one it's of these another, crypto yeah, exchanges. It's another crypto exchange like FTX. And so there are, they are currently in the firing line. So we'll see what happens. It's not happened yet. But we'll see. Jacob's dad better move his money. <laughs> um, my favourite one next is the next one. Which I love is, the way you've you've hiding behind Ipsos here. This is the this. Ipsos Global Survey reveal that twenty percent of people think an alien visit is very likely in twenty twenty three. Now I don't know if it's just the media that we're consuming, but the UFO they've 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 relabeled the acronym as well. Is it UA? Don't EPA, drag me, like don't drag me into but the media that there we is, are consuming. There is so, Matt loves it. There is so much UFO content being sent to me on YouTube. Uh, I'm convinced that this is going to be 100% confirmed this year. The, 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 the trend is positive on this one. <laughs> Connected, Nostradamus predicted that we would, we We're would make getting a, into the real a space these, conspiratorial side, make a space conquest in 2023. Um, so it's kind of like the reverse, I suppose, isn't it? I'm not sure about that one, but... Anyway, there we go. There we go. How are we doing for time? Is it time to time uh, to end? Yeah, it's time to end. Twenty two minutes. The final two, though, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I know you're looking forward to these. Uh, our star signs. Mine was that you're doing. You're going to do a lot of growing up in 2023. I think that's true. You know, yeah. got engaged. You know, expecting yeah. a child. And mine was you're going to do a lot of growing out. And I've put on eight kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right, we'll we'll do a proper. No, mine was going to be my my horoscope for the year was. You may you, feel like a completely different person by the end of the year. I wonder what's going to happen to you in the second half. Big of the six year. months. Big six Huge months. Huge six months. Um, there we go. Some on track, some wrong, and then we'll do a proper full review at the end of the year. Sorry. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>